We are so excited to share that DSO Connect is now on Patreon, where you can support us directly. Join as a patron and get exclusive access to a bonus podcast episode each month. Just five or ten dollars a month will be a huge help for us, and that's less than your monthly coffee budget. Has the DSO Connect podcast given you ideas and strategies to increase your studio's enrollment and retention? Have our weekly episodes encouraged you as a leader and an artist? Has the DSO Connect community group helped you and your business survive the pandemic? Our goal for DSO Connect and the podcast is to help as many studio owners as possible by delivering quality content and fresh new ideas each week. But we can't do that without your support. It takes equipment, software, expertise, money, and lots of time to produce our podcast. If you think our podcast has helped you gain or retain even just one student, that support pays for itself. To find out more and to become a patron, go to patreon.com and search for DSO Connect. Or check out our link tree at linktree.com slash DSO Connect. Thank you so much for your support. We can't do this without our community of studio owners. And welcome to the DSO Connect podcast. I'm Casey. I'm Robin. How's it going, Robin? How was Annie Jr.? Oh, Annie Jr. was great. It exceeded my expectations. That's fabulous. I, uh, in a nutshell, I'll tell you, um, you know, my only experience with musicals is hearing my students talk to me about the high school musical or whatever community musical mm-hmm. they're involved with over the years and usually my dancers will say things to me like oh my god miss robin it's a train wreck i don't know how it's ever going to come together like always consistently every year my dancers say it's a train wreck and yet it always comes together in the final hour Mm -hmm. and so um i've watched some rehearsals over the summer and i was like "Mm," you know like and then getting closer brett brought all the sets and they're in the studio and the studio is not big enough to house all the sets so they're kind of rehearsing around sets like pretend this set isn't there it's not really going to be there and people bumping into things and all kinds of stuff and even nick and my husband wally who played fdr um they would come home from the rehearsals and they were like robin i do not know if this is going to come together like oh this no is really like a train wreck <laughs> so i went to the theater we had the theater wednesday thursday friday saturday i'm in there on wednesday and i literally could only sit there for 15 minutes because my dancer dance director brain was mm-hmm. having an anxiety attack and so i i left and i said i will come back once they get their shit together and yeah. um thursday it looked a little better i didn't watch the whole thing friday i watched the run through before the show and i was in tears it was so good like i could not believe how it came together the oh. girl who played annie like she she carried it so well her voice was incredible um she's one of our little dancers and she never took a voice lesson ever it was like no kidding talent nobody knew she had but um but i talked to brett afterwards and i said what is it about this thing this musical that makes it so different than like a dance production because usually when we're in production weeks for the dance performances 
it's like a week out and we know like, okay, everything's going to be great. You know, their energy is just a little lagging because they're tired or, you know, we just need to get on the stage so we can spread out a little bit or whatever. And um, everything's looking good, looking good. She's like, well, you think about it, Robin. And after she said it, I was like, well, yeah, duh. She said, everybody in the play, in the musical is doing a different thing. It's right. not like everyone's doing the same thing. Everyone has a different costume. There's props and sets that need to be moved. And that's basically choreography. You right. know, in between each scene, you've got like massive set pieces being moved. Wow. Um, props, you know, like champagne glasses. And there's a dog. <laughs> Wait, did you actually have a dog on stage? You did have a dog. Shut up. Oh, my God. And um, so on Friday, it was Rachel's dog. And um, it was funny because the dog was black and there's a line in annie where it's like sandy i call her sandy because or i call him sandy because of his sandy color right the audience laughed because it's obviously (laughs) the dog is not quite perfectly cast right but it was good so um he did great at the rehearsal and then um there were thunderstorms and next thing you know the dog is like hiding behind a blanket um backstage and pretty much refused to come out um really concerned about that and he i think we what what happened i think we got him to come out and we we made it through the friday night but then on saturday night there was a different um dog so a different teacher brought their dog and um that went really well except for the moment where caroline annie dropped the leash like just no just like it came out of her hand and the dog started walking down the steps into (laughs) (laughs) like into the audience into the house was approaching that and so she had to and she's nine or ten oh my gosh and she's singing tomorrow and (gasps) she had to figure out like okay i'm not gonna stop singing i'm gonna stay in character and i'm gonna go get this dog and prevent him from walking into the audience and she did wow and i couldn't believe it but anyway there's just so many variables and it's very different for a dance person yeah to see that coming together for the first time. I mean, there's literally so many things that can go wrong. Someone could forget their line and that could throw off the dynamic of an entire scene. Right. Whereas when someone forgets the choreography, you know, you just kind of hope that the, the, the masses, the rest of the group kind of brings the little fishy along with them and the little fishy follows along. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. But it made such sense after she explained it to me. I was like, of course. Of course. Different than a dance performance. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Anyway, it was great. And I cried happy tears. The whole oh, night. good. And then the funniest thing was at the end, if you're familiar with the show, um, of FDR, which was played by my husband, Wally, um, he's in this wheelchair. And um, the at the very end, the whole cast comes out and they do this choreography. And during the first performance, Wally was just sitting in the wheelchair, like not doing anything, just like looking around. And I guess my, my son Nick and I said something like, you look kind of awkward that everyone else is dancing and you're just sitting there in the wheelchair. So he took it upon himself to learn the arm choreography. Shut up. The next night, he didn't tell anyone, but the next night he's like doing all the arm choreography with everybody else and he's in a suit jacket. So like, you know, when you <laughs> like really put your arms all the way up in a suit jacket. Yes. It's so stinking funny. And then at one oh my God, I love he's it. backstage and he's telling the kids, don't talk to me. I'm practicing my lines like he's so serious about this whole 
you know, playing FDR. He had like that is amazing. Anyway, it was really good. I'm really glad we did it. Um, Afterwards, we had to do loadout. We had to rent a a U-Haul, load out all of this, these ginormous sets that Brett brought from New York, and we had to find a place to store them. And so my husband was stressed out. He's like, what are we going to do with all this stuff? It won't fit at the studio. Like, it is massive. So we ended up asking our neighbor if we could rent a portion of their barn temporarily until we either build ourselves a barn or rent a different whatever. So he said, sure, $50 a month. And Wally was like, hell yes. But but you got to clear this section out because it's all junked up so prior you know during production week nick and the boys and wally had to go and like clear out this man's barn oh my gosh and make room for this and they had to bring the u-haul up this farm hill and um unload it at like 11 p.m on saturday night and um it all worked out but literally they come home after this whole week is done we we were freaking out the whole week worried that it wasn't going to come together because it's not what we normally do and we're sitting there we're having a drink and it starts thunderstorming and raining and we were like we just dodged the biggest bullet could you imagine doing loadout of all these sets in a thunderstorm and we had to return the u-haul that night because the next morning we had to go to nashville oh my god that would have been such a cluster (laughs) well it all came together wow thank goodness That is wild. So how are you? What's going on with you? Anything exciting? Um, I'm good. I am excited to wrap up the summer and I have one more camp um, this upcoming week. We're doing- Your kids aren't in school yet? Not yet. No, we don't start until after Labor Day. Oh. Yeah. So I've got one more camp. I'm doing Leadership Academy camp with all of my work-study students that I'm very excited for. I love it. I love that you're doing that. Yeah. We had great success with it, and I think that it really makes our studios stand out from others when we're actually training these kids. Definitely. How did yours go? Um, Well, we did the Star Leadership. What's it called? Um, Yeah. Tracy Wozni's program. Yeah. Yes. So we did that and, um, we, you know, Mandy, who's our creative kids director, ran it um, because she's basically training her creative kids, student teachers. And, mm-hmm. and she EMC'd it up a little bit. You know, we made some tweaks to it to apply, you know, specifically to our program. But what she did was she kind of went through the curriculum in the mornings. And some of the kids who were doing the program were also studying our training to te- assist in the gym. And the idea was that we could also have music or theater um, trainees as well. So in the morning, they all did the curriculum. And then after lunch, they broke out into training in studios. Mm. So if there was a music student, maybe next year, then they would go meet um, the music director and learn how to, you know, assist. Like maybe they're, they're an excellent piano teacher and they're a senior in high school and we're trying to teach them how to be a student piano teacher. Then they would get their individual training on that. Um, gotcha. So that went really well. Oh, and on the last day, she did a um, mock job interview. I love that. They all had to come in in like, you know, business professional clothing, which, you know, don't go buy something, but put something together from your closet Mm -hmm. that would be appropriate for a job interview. They had to have their resumes, which they worked on during the week. Um, How do you, you know, shake hands, make eye contact, um, you know, don't come in with your, you know, water jug 
you know what I mean? Like, be how do you conduct yourself in a job interview? And um, oh, and then they had a luncheon on Friday as well, where they mm. learned, you know, put your napkin in your lap. You know, how are we going to talk? You know, you know, listening to other people tell stories, asking questions of other people, not hogging the conversation. Um, good table manners, all that stuff. I love it. That's awesome. So what are you going to do? I'm going to do um, the STAR Leadership Program as well, but I'm also going to kind of weave in some of those other things like um, our curriculum for our Kids in Motion program and recreational programs so that they know how to assist in those classes. Um, and then also, you know, the I love the mock job interview idea. That's great. Um, definitely going to do some resume building as well. I'm worried that I won't have enough time for everything that I want to do because I made it. I made it short since it's the first time we've done it. It's just like two hours, four days a week for one week. Um, so we probably won't get to cover everything that I want to do. But um, you that's can actually build it next year, right? Exactly, and that's my project for today. I'm going to like plan out the whole week and everything that we're doing. So. So we're going to talk about this later in the podcast, but make sure that any these ideas that you want to implement for next year go in your debrief file so that you yes, absolutely, yeah. All right. So today we're going to talk about what things we're working on and what maybe other studio owners should be working on as we transition from summer to fall. And, you know, a lot of it we've talked about deep dive in other podcasts, but just, you know, a refresher of maybe what everyone should be focusing on for now um, during this transitionary time between seasons. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And if you've already started your fall session, as I know a lot of studios have, especially like in the South where school starts a lot earlier, it's not too late to do any of these things. So even if you've already trained, if you've, even if you've already made the transition, it's okay to to still yeah. do these things now. And like we said, if it, if you do feel like a particular idea um, is a good idea, but the ship has sailed, put it in your file mm-hmm. for next year so that you don't forget for next year. Yes, absolutely. So let's start with marketing. Um, We've got external marketing where we're trying to bring new students in, and we also have internal marketing where we're trying to retain our previous students and even upsell those. So let's start Mm -hmm. with external marketing. Um, Right now, um, we're doing several things to make our studio, um, um, to to raise awareness about our studio to people in the community who maybe don't know about us or who just haven't taken the leap yet. Um, Fortunately, in our community, like there are houses being built left and right, like all kinds of new people are moving in. So it's really not, I feel like there's this whole fresh, you know, crop of families coming in who don't know what activities there are around town uh, to get their kids involved with. So we wanna make sure that we are everywhere they look. Yes. So we've got the banner at the sports arena at the high school. You know, we've got, our preschool postcards are getting ready to go out and I've talked about those on numerous occasions. Um, We did sparkle days at the last week of our summer program and it went really well. I'll tell you what we did during sparkle days. So what we did was um, basically we're running our last week of summer classes for a creative kids program and we just really 
amped up the trials to come we kind of steered people to come to the trials that week um, and by calling it sparkle days and just adding a few little touches so what we did was um, it was a sparkly theme so the kids could wear their sparkly tutus or whatever froof that they normally wouldn't wear in class um, we also had froof available for kids who didn't bring froof and then um, we have a Cinderella costume and a bell costume. So at the end of the class, a princess would um, knock on the door and come in to watch their final, you know, free dance or if they were working on a little piece of, you know, choreography or something. I think it was mostly free dance so they could really express themselves. And we have our Nutcracker throne um, in the studio so she would sit in her throne and she would watch the kids do their dance and then she would escort them to another studio where we had the step and repeat set up so the parents were able to come in and take their picture the children's picture with the with the uh, princess in front of our step and repeat nice. and we had cupcakes for everyone to enjoy and of course lots of brochures around and um, you know, Miss Kathy was available to take any registrations so that went really well we're gonna do it again the first week of classes so basically what I just need to do is repeat all the marketing that I had done about it and that includes um, a, a pretty simple um, email drip it was only four or five emails um, I created a graphic in Canva basically what I did was I went into Canva and I got four or five images and I you know put sparkle days on them and so there were basically similar but different mm -hmm. so that each email or each social media post looks different and the the copy is basically the same thing you just right. tweak it up a little bit you're sending the same message out and just make it look a little different because you wouldn't send the exact same email five times to someone so just make it look a little different and then um yeah so i'm just going to have to recreate that whole that whole marketing process and we're going to try to do it again that's awesome i love that yeah. So, how many how many different preschool age classes do you have throughout the week in your schedule? Um, well, we offer uh, stuff in the gym and stuff in our Creative Kids program. Okay. So, this so there's sparkle lots of different class times for them to choose from. Yeah, but actually, Sparkle Days is really just for dance. So the answer okay. would be like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, like maybe ten. Okay. Nice. Nice. Um, and if maybe, and if one of those classes is full, you just don't have that as an as a time for people to come. Right. So we use Austin's um, Studio Suite software, mm -hmm. and that's a, like a trial class system. And so we set it basically creates a landing page for each class that has openings. And um, once you can use that link in your marketing, whether it be in your email or in your social media, you can say sparkle days, blah, 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 um, click here to reserve your spot. And then when they click it, it gives them a whole selection of different classes uh, that have openings. And you can always, like let's say you have a young teacher or um, you know you have a, a a challenging population in one of your classes mm -hmm. and that class really shouldn't have a trial class you just turn that one off oh nice yeah. and then once um, someone clicks that they're coming for the trial then it triggers a series of automations where it's like e email automation like um, email reminders and mm -hmm. things so 
um, thank you for signing up for the trial class. We're so excited to see you. And then don't forget your trial classes in three days. Don't forget your trial classes tomorrow. Don't forget your trial classes tonight. And then if they don't show up, Kathy goes in and clicks did not show. And mm. then they get an email that says, oops, you didn't show. Life gets crazy. We know. Um, click here to reschedule. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that, that's awesome. That, yeah, so that's what we're doing for our external marketing, pretty much lots and lots of Facebook posts and then sharing those posts in community groups um, uh, where families in our area are looking for um, activities. And if you don't have a community group like that in your community, then you need to then make, make one. one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You get to be the person that decides what what frequency your studio can post. Right. <laughs> and also... Um, if other activities can post as well. Right. Yes, absolutely. I love that idea. Cool. So what are you doing for your internal marketing? So um, it's really important that we um, retain our students from last year. Mm -hmm. We want to make sure that everyone feels very loved and every, and feels very satisfied with the program um, that they, you know, experienced last year and through the summer. So checking in with people who haven't re-registered is super important. Um, even before that though, you should have things in place that kind of automate the re-registration. So that kind of takes care of a lot of things. For example, your company dancers should be automatically renewed. If you're running a perpetual program, they'll be automatically renewed. But then the ones that aren't involved in those programs, you really wanna reach out, make sure that everything um, everything's good with them you know is everybody okay how's how's your summer been um, we noticed you haven't re-registered we'd love to have you and then you know you can you can recommend a particular placement at that time mm -hmm. um, and um, just that personal touch just like yeah. reaching out to people and letting them know that hey we noticed that you're not here we miss you Yes, we've been doing a lot of Google Voice texting at our studio, and it has been going really well because people actually respond to text messages. They don't answer the phone for phone calls. They don't check their voicemail, but text messages actually work. And we've been having a lot of success with that. Like our numbers right now for enrollment for the fall are better than where they were this time in like 2018 or 2019. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's fantastic. I know. I'm very excited. I hope that that means that we still continue to get more people enrolled through, you know, the beginning of the season and that it, you know, cause we're not at our, our top line yet um, of enrollment, but we're getting there. It's very exciting. So we've been reaching out to people who were enrolled pre COVID, maybe who were just took one summer camp three years ago, basically everybody within like a five-year span who's not enrolled yet, we are reaching out to them via Google Voice text and it has been, it's been working. And, you know, you have the occasional, oh, we're not interested or please remove me from your list. But so far, no one has been getting, um, no one's been getting antsy about it. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. So let's move on to some things that we should be doing to wrap up summer. Yeah. Because I, I don't know about you, but a lot of times in the past, I've gotten so excited about the next thing coming that I forget to properly wrap up what just occurred in a nice, neat bow and file it away. Yes. In fact, I still have over there my spring concert debrief 
because that's a big one. Yeah, yeah, for so, sure. And that's still sitting there, and I look at it every day, and I'm like, ugh. <laughs> but I need to do it. Like, I need to do it this week because it's getting too far in the past. It's getting and my, too stale on your brain. Yeah. Yeah. So the thing we've been talking a lot about this in our membership as well is um, systematizing your program and also uh, including a debrief. Yeah. Um, after each camp, act, after each season, after each event, just so that you can assess whether or not, you know, what went well. Um, so you would want to repeat those things, what you can improve upon. And then like we mentioned earlier in the podcast, sometimes we think of ideas like, oh, I can't do that this year, but next year I need to remember um, that I'm going to add the luncheon at the end of the leadership camp or something mm-hmm. like that. And maybe so, you've, maybe you've delegated specific camps or specific classes to different people and you don't really have your hands in it. And then what happens if those people aren't around next year, you still want to be able to have that content. So making excellent. sure that like lesson plans or at least like lesson outlines are written, um, for camps. If you have a craft included in your camp, make sure that you have, instructions for those crafts written now, including what materials are needed and how much you spent on those materials. And just keeping like an actual inventory of what you already have on hand can be really helpful as well for that. So you don't buy triplicate of of whatever you're needing. Um, That's something that like I, I always find myself every year, I'm like, okay, tomorrow is Princess Belle camp. What craft are we going to do? And I'm like looking up (laughs) <laughs> on Pinterest craft ideas at like two in the morning the night before. <laughs> but if you did buy triplicate, of, if you did over buy mm-hmm. for one camp, you want to make sure it's in your debrief folder that make sure you use that tool that I bought like extra of that I had left over from last year. Right. Um, because next thing, if, if not, then that stuff just goes to waste. Right. Exactly. So um, what we've done, oh, I know what I was going to say. In our membership, we have a debrief template Mm -hmm. that um, our members can download and use and, you know, tweak it to make it your own if needed. But Holly made it look really pretty. Um, But if you're not a part of our membership, then I'm sure you can, you know, put put your own debrief together. Um, One of the things that we have on our debrief is um, a little budget calculator type of a thing where it's you know what was your income what was your expenses what is your percentage uh, of profit margin at the end and we also include target um, profit margins for classes target profit margins for events um, that again can be customized to your studio but it will give you a really nice starting point Um, so again that's available in our membership if you are part of our membership Um, but what I do is I have um, a file system of folders and each folder is for a different event or class or whatever it is that needs debriefing and I put them in chronological order and you can also do this digitally in Google Drive we've talked about this before too mm-hmm. um, but then when like right now I'm going to be debriefing Annie so I've got a folder that says Annie and I'm going to pull it out we're actually having because this is a bigger event we um, are going to have a, a, an actual meeting it, also because it was the first time and everybody's probably got different opinions about how it went and what can be done differently so we're going to have a meeting everyone's going to have a copy of this debrief form and we're just going to talk about what went well what went 
poorly, what we can improve, et cetera, et cetera. And then at the end, it all goes into the file folder and it gets filed away. And then when it's time to plan it for next year, all of that is right there. Exactly. Yes. I love that. If you don't have a system like that, then you need, whether, like I said, whether it's digital or whether it's on paper or both, now is a good time to be working on that. Yeah. It didn't really take me more than an hour or I don't know, maybe a half an hour to just set that darn thing up. Um, so some debriefs are going to be super easy. Like if you have a princess camp you and you ran it, then you might be able to just do that by yourself in 15 minutes. Right. Boom, it's done. Just make sure you do it. Just make sure that you're doing all that. Exactly. And, and it'll make your life so much easier for next year. So mm-hmm. you're not reinventing the wheel every single time you have princess camp. <laughs> yeah. And also putting together, um, like saving the copy that you use to promote. Oh, that's a great idea. Um, so, you know, if you're doing a Facebook post and, you know, fairy princess camp at AIM dance center, blah, blah, blah. Well, instead of having to reinvent all of the copy, just copy paste it or, or co- you know, put it in that folder. And there you have it. Mm-hmm. I love that. Uh, pictures, any promotion pictures that you would use for promotional purposes. Oh yeah, those can go in those files as well. Yeah, that's a great idea. And step by step instructions, you know, on how to do it. How do you do the tea party? You know, make sure that you pull out the little china cups and make sure that they're washed ahead of time, and you know, all of the steps. Yes. Yeah. So, anything else on debriefing? I don't think I so. Would- I would say in wrapping up the summer, just make sure that you're putting the props and things away in an organized mm-hmm. manner and they're not just accumulating in the corner of your studio. You don't want to start your fall stu- session with leftover summer props piled up in right, the Right, exactly. And it's a great time also to like reorganize your craft closet or whatever system that you have. I, I have like a big metal um, cabinet that I got off Facebook Marketplace for like 50 bucks and... I love it because it's so it's huge and it fits all my craft supplies and it's oh, it's nice. so good. So yeah, and at the end of the summer when all the crafts are like totally haphazardly put away, I'm like, all right, time to reorganize this. And that's a great thing to give to an admin person or even a work study student, somebody who likes organizing things. They can organize all of your props. They can organize all of your you know, rental shoes. They can organize all of your craft supplies, all of that kind of stuff so that you're like, ah, clean slate for the new year. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Um, yeah, and we did a podcast a couple of weeks ago about your space and mm-hmm. how to, you know, deep clean and, and get ready for the new new season on a budget. But, so we won't go back into all that, but definitely make sure that you are doing something to make sure that your space is um, smelling good when people yeah, walk and in. just generally spruced up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the last thing that we should all be focusing on is rest and self-care hell yeah (laughs) because once that fall season starts actually it's what's interesting is i've noticed for me because i'm not really on the front lines i don't teach and i don't even have to really be at the front desk um i find that this is a very busy time for me and my rest time is like the end of September, early October. Oh, interesting. Like once the ship has sailed, yeah, I can sit back and relax and a little bit. You feel like you can breathe. Yeah, like right now I am going, I'm doing a lot of things like making sure that the updates for each division are in the membership site and making sure that the signups are set up for the fall tour and, 
you know, I'm doing all of the prep work. Yeah. And then once the ship sails, then everybody does their job and I'm just standing there watching it. Yes. And that's when I can get a massage. But if you are on the front lines, this might be the time that you need to squeeze in a day or two to literally like, I don't know, sleep till noon or turn off your phone and just let the world be on fire for one day. Absolutely. I'm all about that. I, I forget if it was maybe it may have been Misty, Misty Lown, who is um, of more than just great dancing. I think she sent out this email that was like, um, I went on vacation and turned on my autoresponder and here's what it said. Um, if, if this is an emergency, call 911 because remember, there are no such things as, there's no such thing as a dance emergency. <laughs> I will get to your email when I return from my vacation. <laughs> that's good. I was like, yes, that's so true. There's no such thing as a dance emergency. Like it just doesn't happen. And you will be okay if you don't answer emails for a few days while you take yeah. a little vacation. We all deserve it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So just make sure that you are in a good state of mind to enter the new season and feeling good about, you know, your sense of organization, your grip on on things, and um, that your head is not filled with random junk that's going to cause you to have a less than positive outlook when you greet your new students and your returning students. You want to just make sure you are ready, like clean slate, new year ready to knock them dead. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe your rest time is actually like closing the studio and then doing the deep clean stuff yourself or with some volunteers. Like maybe that's what you need to do to do that self that maybe that's your form of self-care, you know? So that way you have a nice, clean, fresh slate, clean studio, clean mind for the for the beginning of the school year and let the stuff go that happened last year Mm -hmm. you know i know that some of us you know lost some students and that was very painful it hurts your heart you gotta let that go yep you know maybe you know you had some drama at the studio maybe you know maybe things were a struggle just let it go and look to the future in a more positive light and just march forward exactly yeah, because that's all we can do. I mean, we got to let things go. And like you said, look to the future. Winds of change are blowing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you want to wrap it up with some uh, heart happy moment? Absolutely. What was your heart happy moment, Robin? Well, this week, this past week, I got offloaded four people out of my household. <laughs> that is amazing. I launched them. Yay! Um, so Brendan is at Lipscomb in Nashville. We, um, the day after Annie, we got in the RV and drove, um, you know, 12 hours and camped along the way. And my son Nick went with. And, you know, we got to have our final, you know, sit around the campsite and stay up too late, have heart-to-heart talks. That was great. Nice. Um, and then we got him off to school and he likes his roommate and they have a whole week worth of, um, they call it quest week. So they, you know, it's like get to know you activities, like they go roller skating and, you know, frisbee and all that kind of stuff. So he's, he's feeling good. He's meeting people and, and my heart is happy about that. And then we flew Brent, uh, Nicholas back cause he is, mo- was moving out 
on Saturday. Wow. So he flew home early to help Allie um, with the baby and also to, you know, pack and this and that. So a little bump in the road, though. He ste- he went up to see about the goats and stepped on something. Oh, that no. He wears these Vans, like skater shoes, but through his shoe into his foot it's unclear as to whether there's something still in his foot (gasps) literally like is walking on the outside it's like right in the center of the ball of his foot oh no so he's walking on the side of his foot which bothers me because as a dance teacher i know that's messing up other things in his alignment and stuff absolutely it is but um yeah, he had to get a tetanus shot. We don't know if there's something in there or not. He's got to go to a surgeon. And oh, man. Sound because wood doesn't show up on an x-ray, fun fact. Oh. So anyway, so of all times to not be able to walk it's is when, when he's moving. Oh, no. When you're moving. And Allie is not having it. She's like, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> I want to get out of your mom's basement and move into my own house. And I totally support it. But... um Anyway, that's that. But the, on Saturday, we moved them into this cute little house. Um, and I'm very excited for them to have their own space and for my son to learn how to be head of household and handle that's things on she's, she's super excited. And I don't know if I told you this or not, but this house is from, it's a family house. The, a grandma passed away and they sold it in the family to keep it in oh, the family. Nice. Everyone on this block is from Allie's family. Oh, so, um, it's like a total throwback from the 1970s. Literally, this house was built in 1977. It's got the original linoleum. It's in pristine condition. It's got the 70s cabinets, the 70s dishwasher. The grandma did not like the dishwasher. She used it twice. She washed her dishes by hand. There is The bathroom is like the you know old subway tile. Yeah. Um, the furniture is there. The no retro- way pristine condition um oh my god it is like a retro dream it's like a time capsule i love it that's amazing i love that so ali's just going to embrace it i was like if i was you i would embrace it and i would just live in a 70s house and she's like i'm going to absolutely that's incredible wow good for them anyway go ahead your turn okay um let's see i had a really good week of princess camps this week um we did like mini camps so each day you could sign up for just one or all four or however many and each day was a different princess and um they went really well like and i just like actually had fun oh good like i just really enjoyed myself leading these princess camps and the kids all had a really great time and there were several that did all four days and the parents would bring them back each day and be like oh my god they were so excited to come back today and all that sort of thing and we got some some of our campers who were brand new to the studio got them registered for fall classes so it was definitely very successful and um on the last day, my one of my three-year-old campers gave me a hug when it was time to go. And she looks up at me and she goes, Miss Casey, can it be princess camp every day? Oh, well, you can make your own princess camp every day. Life, that's that's a great attitude to take through life. Right? Every day is, every day is princess camp. <laughs> that's so cute. It was just the cutest thing ever. I just, it melted my heart. Oh my God. It was so great. It was so great. And then I had um, 
a birthday party on Saturday after princess camp for one of my princess campers birthdays. And she wanted a Hamilton theme. So, and she was turning seven. So everything we did just basically just dance to the Hamilton soundtrack for like an hour. And it was the best. (laughs) That is awesome. Yeah, it was great. It was really great. That was super fun too. Well, it was good to talk with you. Yeah, great to catch up and hear about Annie and all the good things. Yep. Um, it's a busy time. It but is a busy, busy time, but we will make it. Yep, I love it. Yes. All right. Well, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast and join our Patreon to support us. You can go to patreon.com slash DSO Connect and donate just 5 or $10 a month to help the show keep going because it does take quite a bit of work to do this so (laughs) please consider becoming a patron on our patreon all right well thanks for listening everyone and we will see you again next week bye bye